right, today's episode, I've got uh, Rev Skip Jennings from Insight Timer. How are you, Rev? Doing good, Stephen. How are you? Good. I've enjoyed your uh, meditations on uh, Insight Timer, and uh, there's something special about them. Uh, I really feel wonderful. How did you become a teacher on uh, Insight Timer? Um, I began my journey with Insight Timer from a friend of mine who was listening to my guided meditations, and she suggested about three years ago, you need to be on Insight Timer. Um, she sent me the link, and it just began with that. I sent out a, um, a, a request to become a teacher, and it was that easy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love Insight Time. I love uh, how far they've come as well, and they've got the live streaming too. And uh, it's a fantastic meditation app to to have, in my opinion. It's one of the better ones. Um, in fact, it's my favorite, and I um, do them all. Mm-hmm. The reason why I love Insight Timer is they think outside the box. Mm-hmm. They want to give uh, the student or the meditator a full experience, mind, body, and spirit. Um, there is a variety of teachers. I mean, unlimited styles of mm. meditations from guided to um, to just being still and being in the presence. Um, and we teach yoga. I'm a yoga instructor as well. So they're really pushing the limits of what an app can do. Mm. You know, I, I love yoga as well. I'm, I'm still fighting my styles between yin. I like to do yin and hatha yoga. Uh, I've done a bit of ashtanga. What's your preferred yoga style? I teach gentle yoga, which is a gentle vinyasa flow, mm-hmm. but I love yin. Mm-hmm. I love the idea where we get into the pose and we hold it for, you know, anywhere between two, two and a half minutes to five minutes. And allowing something to come up within our consciousness, within our body. And it normally begins in the body, mm. then it moves into the mind, and then somewhere we integrate with spirit. So um, I love to practice yin, but uh, vinyasa is what I teach. Yeah. Look, I've started experimenting with uh, the whole headstand and um, arm balances too, but I have to do them on the wall because I feel Absolutely. I get scared that I'm just going to go... <laughs> fall over and um, have you had any injuries trying to do headstands or arm balances um i haven't had any injuries doing handstands or arm balances but i i don't do them as much as i would like to do them um after practicing for about 30 years Mm. and teaching for the last 20 years um my body has gone through some transformations and um i've had two back surgeries myself um from just my lifestyle as a fitness professional and running and doing everything the herniated dish will come so the handstands and the arm balances i always say sometimes you have to give those big poses back to the yoga gods Mm. so i'm giving those yoga poses back and I'm, i'm okay with that i mean there's some you know, uh, there's a tripod headstand that I do, mm-hmm. um, and I do up against the wall as well. And I have what we call inverted chair, where your head goes through, but it doesn't touch the ground, and it supports your shoulders. Mm. So I now do my inversions that way. Yeah. Look, I'm starting to practice it like the Sphinx uh, Sphinx pose as well, yeah. um, you know, but uh, it's a gradual thing, I think. It's not something that you're going to get overnight. You've got to build the strength for it, too. Yeah, that's right. You know, and uh, have you experimented with any of that uh, hot yoga stuff, or are you you more traditional? Yeah, 
I used to teach um, exclusively hot yoga. I used to teach it for, I taught it for years. And uh, recent for the last year in the States here, we're no longer allowed to do hot yoga because of COVID. Yeah. So the mandate of hot, you know, hot yoga classes are no longer, even as we're coming and re-emerging out of the pandemic into, um, I don't want to call life as normal because it's not going to be normal. It's not going to be business as usual. But as we are making our way back to the gyms now, hot yoga is still not on the menu um, until we really get an idea of where this next thing mm. that's happening with this with this virus is, is taking place. And I think it's very smart. But I, I love hot yoga. In fact, that was my choice of practice, just getting in a deep sweat mm. and teaching it. I, I just I fell in love with hot yoga. Yeah, look, I've, I've, I've never really experimented with that. But uh, I think uh, yoga practice is a personal personal choice, I think. You've got to it's find what absolutely. you like, you know. Uh, like Ashtanga a bit. I tried a bit of that in my undergraduate degree, but, um, you know, you start to find your style that you like. Right. In the long Absolutely. run. Absolutely. And, and that comes from, just like meditation, you have to experience it to understand if you like it or not. You know, there are so many different ways to meditate. And I, I, I teach this in my meditation classes that you can meditate just by being mindful and mindful in washing dishes. If you're mindful of how you, the water is washing over the dish and you're moving to that circle of cleaning or whatever, that's meditation or walking in nature or listening to music or just breathing, sitting there or the stillness mm. and quieting the mind or trying to quiet the mind. There's so many different ways of meditating as yoga as well. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, like meditation styles, there's so many techniques out there, Rev, which yeah. is amazing. And I wanted to ask, like, making a, are you make, making a living teaching meditation and yoga? Because that's so awesome to do that. Yeah, I do. It's, it's part of what I do. I mean, I have a big... Um, package. I believe it all falls under my purpose statement. I'm here for people to understand the light that lives within them as I'm understanding the light that lives within me. Mm -hmm. So within that can be teaching meditation or doing guided meditation on Insight Timer or one-on-one -on -one clients that come to me to study meditation or you know, one-on-one -on -one yoga clients that we do on Zoom now or teaching. There's so much that I do but it falls underneath the umbrella of having experience with your spirit, with the light that lives within you. Mm, man, that's so cool to do that. Help people for a living. That's amazing. That's really good, you know. Wow, that's that's awesome. And, uh, like, it's, it's a daily practice too, Rev, as well. Absolutely. The daily practice is something that we begin to fall in love with. We begin to fall in love with waking up we sit down we 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 have this tryst with the divine we begin to understand that we are connected to something greater than our human experience that we're having our human incarnation and we begin to fall in love with the process of waking up and that's why we sit down or we do some form of mindfulness every day some days it looks like we're sitting in meditation other days it could be just sitting on the beach mm. 
and watching the waves and and so some type of mindfulness and i believe that we must find our way i don't want to i don't want your listeners to think there's only one way to meditate and we have to do it this and this sometimes the meditation is done at the very beginning of the morning when i wake up sometimes it's in the middle of the afternoon sometimes it's in the evening um i do do some breath work in the morning and i do wake up with a stretch and i set intentions i do a little gratitude thank you spirit for that i'm alive this morning i do some type of spiritual work to start my day Mm -hmm. but every day it's something different but i just know that it is something that um i'm consistent with but how it looks may vary have you ever tried that uh, astral projection uh where you feel like you're having an out-of-body experience well, not intentionally, but I've had these uh, times where I've been on, like, for, for instance, a couple of weeks ago, I was on my, uh, my massage therapist. He does uh, Thai massage and Swedish massage, mm. and there was a moment that I began to float. There was a moment I was so releasing just my physical because that that's what grounds us into this plane of existence Mm. and then i saw myself leaving my body and hovering over my body and then i saw a sacred geometry which is just shapes of of how the universe shows up in shapes and um it was a beautiful beautiful experience um so it happens i sometimes i sit and meditate next thing i know i'm i'm floating Mm. i'm out my body which is a beautiful experience. I don't ever sit down to meditation and go, okay, I want to astral project now. Mm. <laughs> but it happens. Yeah, it's uh, look, I tried it. It just felt like sort of sense of peace, but then come yeah. back, lie, you lie back in the bed. It's something I can't explain. I, I don't think spirituality is so much about the explanation of it. It's more about the experience of it. Mm. There are things that have happened to me spiritually I cannot explain, but I know it was the divine. There are moments that I know my mother's thinking of me. I'll call her and she'll go, I was just thinking about you. Can't explain that. I, I call it connection. I call it the oneness. There are times that I'm having these moments where I'm, I'm my intuition is turned on. So I'm hearing things that I'm, my client needs to know. And I say, listen, I'm hearing something from spirit. Would you like to know this? Mm. And I'll share it with them and they'll say, wow, that, that that's right on. I need to hear that today. Mm. So only thing I can say is it's it's me tapping into the divine that, that we're all capable of tapping into. Um, but if I can give you a full explanation of what that was, this was this. Um, no, I can't give you a full explanation, but I know it's real. I know I feel it, I, and I see it in action all the time. Have you experimented with the law of attraction? Well, yeah, I think we all – here's the thing about the law of attraction. I believe that we're all operating in it. Some know that we are, mm. and some know that we, we we're not. Um, if you think about something, it can be drawn to you, or you can – receive or you can manifest it we do that all the time sometimes it can be a parking space sometimes it can be a cup of coffee um and the law of attraction is is really cool but i believe that there is something else that's a little bit deeper that we need to see about the law of attraction it requires an action Mm. 
you can set an intention and the intention can be, I want to manifest this. Well, if you don't get into a spiritual action around that, it won't fully manifest. Mm. Um, I believe that the law of attraction is, is a beautiful experience, a beautiful law, but there's also many laws that we operate and, and govern our lives. It's the law of abundance, the law of prosperity, the law of gratitude, the law of radiance. We radiate what's within us and we get more of that. There is the law of um, receptivity. We open to receive your gifts. Um, so there are so many different laws that, that govern our universe. And the law of attraction became very trendy and very, um, you know, everyone was talking about it for a long time and still, still, still does. And thank you for the secret. Um, it was, it's a beautiful experience. My teacher and mentor, Michael Bernard Beckwith, was featured in the secret. So at the time, it became the new thing, the new spiritual movement. But the law of attraction and, and all these spiritual laws have been around since the beginning of time. See, there have been some meditation teachers that will contradict it uh, too as well. There were some things I was a bit skeptical in the secret about. There was this person, he said he was just getting random checks in the mail. I was sort of a bit skeptic about that and didn't know how that was working. Do you think there's a bit of myth mythology in that? Or is that could that be possible? I, well, I believe that was his experience. And his experience of the law of attraction, this is what, you know, he claimed that the law of attraction was working for him in, in, in that way. But, you know, I truly believe that um, everyone has their own experience. And, and, and I believe that everyone's journey is different. Mm. Everyone's experience is different. Everyone's spiritual growth is different. But we're all connected to the same spirit. Mm. Yeah, look, uh, I've noticed it's working in my life too because I'm talking to people and teachers on Insight Timer, you know, and all these amazing people are coming into my life. And it's it's been never expected it, you know. And if we set the intention for something to happen, that that's how the law works. Mm. It happens. It will be drawn to you for sure. You know, and uh, I like doing my abundance meditations and my uh, affirmations too, as well. Especially when I'm sleeping, put yeah. it on, put it on the whole night. Um, play your stuff in uh, the. I got a law of attraction circle on Insight Timer, so I put it on in the morning. It's a good way to start the day, Rev. Good. Thank you so much for sharing that. Also, there is a sleep meditation that I have for affirmations, mm -hmm. and it's, it's just to guide your way. And, and the last thing you think about, you carry into the dreamscape, it still continues to work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, sleep too, is, is uh, it's a very important thing to be sleeping properly. Oh, yeah. Let's <laughs> see, you get some nights when it's like very hot in the night, too, and you find you don't sleep properly. Is there any tips you could share share about that? Well, yeah. If you're a warm person, the room should be cool, mm -hmm. and there should be the right amount. Sometimes it takes a little bit of hit or miss about the right, you know, um, 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 thickness of your blanket. Mm -hmm. um, all the things that you um, want to experience. The room should be dark. Yeah. It should feel like you are at peace. Try not to have or turn your phones off. Any electronics 
that are running at that time can affect your the, the vibration, your frequency for sleep. Mm-hmm. So these are all things. Drink lots of water before you go to bed, and you will get up and go probably go to the bathroom. But it really helps your body to flush out anything that's in there. Um, try not to drink alcohol before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to interrupt your sleep. Um, try not to eat late. So everything, the chemicals that we put into our bodies, things we do, will affect the way we sleep. I'm sure when it gets summertime, uh, you're in the United States, are you? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. It's warm, getting warm now. Even in Australia, we'll get the odd night of 30 degrees. I know you guys go by Fahrenheit and it can get very hot in the nighttime. Yeah. So that's what... Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's some good tips that you've shared. To get a good night's sleep. Get a good night's sleep. And it's going to affect you on your morning when you wake up. Mm. You know, getting a good night's sleep will affect how you participate in your life the next day. Mm. You know, this is what I call when spirituality and practicality meets. Let's be practical. We can be spiritual, but we got to be practical. Let's get some good night's sleep in, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, because back in my university days, I was always, uh, do it, you know, doing the late nights and relying on caffeine as well, uh, smoking cigarettes, drinking alcohol, you know, not exercising properly. Just found myself yeah. was cranky frequently, you know, because I'd had to push the assignments, but uh, I look back, I, I sort of, I say to myself, well, I really should have just taken a step back and do what I'm doing now, put it down. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. You know, the undergraduate days of relying on the caffeine. There you go. <laughs> and, and and now we get to make, once we know better, we get to make better choices. Mm. That's what the spiritual practice is. That's why I teach my book, The Little Book for Big Transformation. Mm-hmm. That's what I teach. Once you know better, you do better. And this is a journey of understanding, you know, what I need to do to, to be better. Mm-hmm. Have you you done a university degree, Rev? I do. Yep. I have a degree in film and TV from NYU, mm-hmm. Tisch School of the Arts, um, a degree in uh, television and film production with a cinema minor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have gone through 10 and a half years to become a licensed minister. So I have a master's in consciousness. Wow. And then I have a degree, um, an undergrad in consciousness for spiritual counseling. That's so cool. yeah, I've spent a lot of time in uh, in school. Absolutely, <laughs> I, I did my degree in classical music, and I'm sure you could relate yeah. relate to the late nights, especially in film and production. You know, and yes. doing those assignments. Did you sort of you know have balance and you know sleep the eight hours and exercise, or were you the one to just push it? Oh, I think we all, when we're in school, you know, it's not the normal um, experience. Mm. When we're in school, all things are like, okay, what do I need to do to finish this paper on time? Mm. So sometimes you're meeting the deadline the night before. Yeah. It's just how, life, how, how the experience of learning is. It doesn't have to be, but in most you know, most experiences of, of people I know and in mine, sometimes it was that last minute push. Mm. But, um, you know, that's uh, the beautiful part of, of, of what we do is that, you know, once we have achieved, 
we, we look back and going, oh, yeah, I remember how I got through that. And uh, you'll see that every experience that you've ever had has probably have led you to where you are today. Mm. Yeah, no, look, it's not an easy thing doing an undergraduate uh, degree, Rev, for anyone. I mean, you've got a master's. That's even double the workload too, is it? Yeah, well, I mean, once you've gone through your undergrad and then you go and do your um, your 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 postgraduate work and you go and do your um, do do the master degrees and and your your you know doctor degree, it's it's a lot of work. I had to write my part of my book is part of my um, thesis that I wrote, and so that was added into the second edition of of the little book for big transformation where I talk about my spiritual growth. I talk about um, how I got to where I'm at today. Mm. So, um, and, and everything brought me to this experience of talking to you. Mm-hmm. Look, you know, I remember I first came across meditation in, in, uh, when I was, I think I was a second year undergrad. I yep. came across the headspace, uh, for the, it was recommended by a psychologist. Actually, that was the foundation of foundation for me. Right. So that's how I started doing it. I, Started to pick it up quick. Um, tried some stuff on Spotify, but Headspace was where I started. You've heard of Headspace? Oh yeah, you yeah. know I did Headspace for a long time. We all did. Mm. I mean, and there are other apps. There are Calm. I, I have done Calm. I'm still. I still do. I still am a member of Calm. Um, I have a free membership of Calm. But you know, most of my meditations that I experience, in fact, all of them these days, Insight Timer. Mm. I mean, uh, Headspace, they fo- he focuses on the Buddhist uh, meditation techniques, even the yeah. silent meditation too, but it, uh, it's a very good foundation, I believe. It is. I believe everything has a great foundation if you're accepting it as, you know, th- uh, teaching to help you to grow. I think Buddhist meditations, the, um, and the, and then there is, um, you know, laughter yoga, which is, I believe is a great foundation of people who are looking to find their joy again. And, and the yoga experience is about laughing mm. and, you know, wherever you start can be your foundation, right where you are. Mm. Exactly. Because I, I started discovering the law of attraction in 2018. I was Going, you know, when you're in the last year of your undergrad degree, I, I did mine in four years. It just started getting depressed, depression, because I just wanted to get out of the place. So I discovered this, and um, I thought it was like very strange that uh, if you start focusing on abundance, not on being poor, things can manifest for you. It's been a long journey, Rev. It's not something that happens overnight. No, it is all a journey, and this is no. There's no there to get there. Everyone says, "I wish I could get there," but there's no there to get there. The there to get there is right where you are. So the journey to self-realization, realizing that you are a divine being first, having a human incarnation can take years, a lifetime. There is no getting there. It is all a journey. That's why most teachers and avatars call it the journey. Mm. Welcome to the journey. This is a journey. This is a an experience. This is something that grows. It's expansive. It moves. It it grooves. It is something that is ongoing. Mm. 
you know, when you want something bad enough in your life, it just it's it, and you put the hard work in, you you get it, you know. Yeah. I remember saying yeah. to myself in my first year undergrad, I said in four years I'll have that piece of paper, and you know, I did it. Four years it wasn't easy. But you did it, and that's the great part about what you did. You set your mind to something. It's setting the intention, knowing the goals, and there's a difference between goals and intention. Intention is what moves you forward, is the energy we use to manifest what we want. The goal is the outcome. Mm. So you achieved the goal was to complete the four years, but throughout that, there were setting intentions for that journey. So step by step by step by step, the greatest thing you did, you didn't give up. Mm. You pushed right on through, and you got that degree. I'm sure you had some uh, times in your your uh, undergrad where you you went through the rough times too. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the experience of life. I don't think everyone anyone goes through an experience that's not you know challenging in some way. Um, you know, the Buddha once said that you know taught us that pain is inevitable, but suffering's optional. So we get to choose if we're going to suffer through an experience or we're just or go through the pain and learn from the experience. Mm. You know, have you ever been on any meditation retreats? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I give meditation retreats. And, well, we haven't done one for a while, but we will be doing one coming up probably very soon. But or I was saying soon in the, in the new year. But, um, yeah, meditation retreats, silent retreats I've gone on. I've gone to medita- meditation retreats, yoga retreats. Absolutely. I believe we must retreat from our everyday life to have a new experience, to regenerate, revitalize, to renew for the rest. So retreats are good. My first meditation was retreat on the day I graduated. I went that afternoon and went up to the Blue Mountains in Australia. I went to the Brahma Kumari Center for the weekend. I just needed it, Rev. Yeah. Get out of nature. It's quiet. Away from the computer. We all need that. We all need to retreat. Retreat means to leave or retreat to or to, but we're leaving something to retreat to something. But there is this space that even a day retreat or a half day retreat into nature, into being by the beach or in the mountains or wherever you go, getting out of your, your experience. And part of this, I think, reemerging out of the pandemic is about leaving this cave. We've been in this tomb, this cave for over a year and a half now, mm. almost a year and a half. Some of us have been shut down and now we are wanting to leave. So maybe it starts off with a day retreat somewhere or a half day retreat somewhere. Maybe you find your, your space where you just Go away on a vacation. Mm. I'm thinking about That's... going um, <clears throat> bushwalking, depending on mm. the weather up in the Blue Mountains. Yeah. Hopefully it's sunny and not raining, but yeah, just get out of the house and do it. You know, and how's the pandemic going where you are? Are you still in a lockdown or what's happening? Well, we are just now opening up, um, but there's certain parts of the states that are not fully open yet. There's mm. certain parts where, you know, the numbers are still rising and, um, you know, the vaccinations or the shots are actually going well here in California. 
um, but we're starting to emerge out of it. They're at percentages now. So in LA, we're at, I think it's at yellow right now, or we're moving, we are in orange moving to yellow, which some restaurants are at 50% capacity. Gyms mm-hmm. are still at 25. So it's a gradual reemerging. The spiritual community I attend, Agape International Spiritual Center, has not um, began in person. But we have done so much work online, mm. so we'll continue to do that. So, and then there are places like Canada and the UK who started their reemerging and had to shut back down again because numbers rose. Mm. In Sydney, so, we've pretty much gotten back to normal in Australia. Yes, well. yes, and New Zealand too. Mm. It's really been there way before uh, you know any other place in the world. But um, India, they've—I don't know what's happened. Um, the government uh, said if any Australian wants to come home from India, they're going to fine them for that. Scary, dude. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, too. I believe that this is the call for us to step up on the planet, mm. us to come together and really help places in India or help places where people are still um, having trouble places, India and Brazil. I mean, it is the time that we need to come together as a global community to help our global brothers and sisters. This Mm. is not just a isolated incident that happened in one part of the country. It happened everywhere. So this is a time that we were, I believe the spiritual lesson is unity. Mm. It's oneness. It's global unity, and this is the time that we get to step up and help India. Exactly. You know, it. it look, in Australia, I'm very uh, thankful that I live here, Rev. Yeah. An island nation. We've been lucky. Yes. You know? And, um, you know, I look, last year the NFL, uh, they played in, uh, was it Tampa Bay, but they had a crowd turnout. Is uh, every state... Uh, different in the year? It, it, it depends right now and I think you know sports and, and all these major gatherings we're, we're trying to find our way mm. no one really knows and we have um, you know our, our uh, NBA played in the bubble mm-hmm. and um, they'll probably do that again uh, this year um, for playoffs and, and because it is really um we don't know what happens when major crowds come together. Mm. So it's still limit the amount of people that are in any stadium. <clears throat> so we're all, excuse me, we're all finding our way. Because WrestleMania, uh, he, he, WrestleMania had a crowd <coughs> uh, this year turn out, decent size, up at uh, Raymond James Stadium, too. That's where the Super Bowl was played. Right. So I right. think they're experimenting with that stuff too. But at least they, they had are. had a crowd capacity uh, <laughs> turnout, you know. And uh, you, you look back on twenty twenty; it was just a weird mm. year, Rev. Absolutely, I think the whole entire experience was unfamiliar. I like to use that word. It was unfamiliar. It was out of the norm of what we're used to. We had to stop the, we were on this hamster wheel and we didn't know how to get off. Mm. And so COVID came in in 2020 and it causes everyone to stop, be still and be present with how we were operating. 
So many different lessons that we have the opportunity to learn. You know, so, I remember just feel, like Donald Trump. That that guy was just put. That guy just ran everything to shit. Even here in Australia, people were just on edge. I was just fed up of hearing about it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing too about what Donald Trump did, and this is this is again my opinion, and we can give meaning to everything. We can find meaning because we are, you know, we are aware, we're consciously aware being. So let's bring meaning. If you want a spiritual meaning to all this, the last four years that we experienced here in America actually affected everyone globally, Mm. that we had a lesson to learn how we want to be as a global nation or how we want to be as a separate nation. The other thing about Donald Trump taught us is that When we allow racism and homophobia and sexism and all these things to run awry, then we're going to get these elements that are going to be hate, fear, there's going to be separation, there's going to be fighting in the streets. So this was a big lesson for us is how are we going to show up as a global community? Mm. The other thing, too, is I believe that all this that we saw in 2020 and with racism and all the other things that were happening, this is nothing new. We've been experiencing this as a society, as a people, as a global community, other than or separate separatism. We've been experiencing this for generations and lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes. This was our call to shift. Mm. And him was the idea of okay this is what we can live like for the rest of our existence with trump or we can make a change so it's like did you learn the lesson Mm. did we learn the lesson that was that was in front of us deep spiritual lesson some did some didn't Mm. yeah you know i remember you you, the black lives matter too i mean You can watch the court case with that police officer being convicted. I saw a bit of it on YouTube. I was just depressed. I, I just had to switch that off. You know, that was yeah, just... Eric Chauvin was convicted, but also know that, you know, there was um, uh, Nakia Bryant, I think her name was, hmm. 16-year-old girl in Ohio, the same time that Derek Chauvin was found guilty, a 16-year-old black girl was shot in, in Ohio. So this is still the energy that we're experiencing here in America. We're experiencing probably worldwide. But here's the thing. It's it's a reminder that this battle, because one police officer received justice, didn't mean that it was the beginning of, of, of something that was going to shift. It's going to take a lot more work, a lot more Incidents of justice being shelled out when police kill black people. Mm. This is the beginning of, um, of, of, of a movement, but we must carry on this work. We must continue to do this work. This has been going on before I was born, Rev. Yes, exactly. It's been going on forever. It happened, it's been going on for generations. Happens and in generations. O- it happens in Australia, too. You know? Yeah, absolutely, for sure. For sure, for sure. Did you see any rioting in LA last year? Were you? Oh yeah. With? Oh, we had our we had our you know part of of of, of this uprising. 
yes. happen in every major city. So part of the uprising was, you know, happening in L.A. at the same time. But it was, you know, we, we have to understand when you don't listen to people, people begin to yell. When you still don't listen, they begin to tear stuff down. Now, I don't believe that looting is the answer, but I believe that there's a reason for it because people are feeling like they're not being heard, mm. especially me being you know, black in America, black man in America. We're targeted. Well, black people are targeted all the time. So at this point, we are very tired of, 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 of how we're being targeted. Mm. It's quite sad that that's happening. It is. You know, it's just depressing. It is very depressing. It shouldn't be very like depressing. that. But I believe that too. That there is. I, I truly believe in in in, in a, a change is happening. Mm. I truly believe that we're possible. Where it's we. It, I believe in the people. I don't always believe in our government, but I believe in the people. I believe the people can rise up, and because it's the people that's going to make a difference. Mm. Our government won't always think of us um, how we should be viewed. But I know the people are starting to rise up and start to stand together and starting to be spiritual brothers and sisters, not just in the cities that we live in, but as a global nation. Mm. Exactly. Now, look, ho- hopefully justice will happen as well. I hope so, too. You know, uh, I like your shirt that you're wearing as well. <laughs> this is a part of my own t-shirt line. I have a t-shirt line. If you go to shop rep skip, mm-hmm. um, I have a list of t-shirts um, and hoodies. Um, I call it inspiration you can wear. Mm-hmm. So things that I teach from my book and things I teach on inside timer, things that I teach um, affirmations and um, mantras, also um, acronyms. I've created a t-shirt line around inspiration you can wear. It's shoprevskip.com. Mm-hmm. Are you planning to do any audio books in the future for Audible? I I, my, my book, uh, the little book is on Audible. It's just released on Audible about two months ago. Check so it it's out. it's out right now, audible.com. Yep. Um, you can get the little book there. I did all the vocals. I, I recorded it. I edited it. Mm-hmm. I uh, re-edited it when it was kicked back saying, no, there's a spot here you need to change. So I did all that work and submitted it, and now it's up on Audible. So I'm, I'm grateful. Grateful. Yeah, I'll check it out. I'll have a listen to it. Thank you. It'll be a good listen. And Thank uh, you so much. are you uh, doing any more live streaming on uh, Insight Timer? Every Friday morning, which is actually would probably be Saturday evening for you, or Friday because of the, the in Australia. But every Friday morning, seven a.m. Pacific Standard Time, I always do a live event. Mm-hmm. So my next live event this month coming up, uh, I'm going to be talking about healing the global um, world with nature and Mother Nature and the Earth, restoring sustainable um, living on this planet. I believe this is. <clears throat> Definitely the spiritual movement that we need to come together as as a globe, as as a community to take care of Mother Earth. Mm. So this month is all about um, the Earth Month, taking care of the planet we live on. Mm. Yeah, Rev, it was a great show with you today. Uh, where can people find you on uh, your social media? Absolutely. So if you go to Skip Jennings 
Facebook.com. All my socials are there. But if you go to any social, just look for at Rev Skip Jennings. Rev Skip Jennings. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I'm there. Sweet. All right. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. It was uh, fantastic. And uh, go follow Rev Skip Jennings on his social media and check out his work on uh, Insight Timer. Also, podcasts are out every Friday, so subscribe to the show, turn on your notifications, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, share it around on your social media so you can get notified of the new episodes every Friday, guys. Cheers. Bye for now. <laughs>